Hey folks, it's Tony Russo from the So What's Your Story podcast. Before we get the show started today, I just wanted to remind you that you can listen online to the So What's Your Story podcast by going to sowhatsyourstorypodcast.com. When you get there, you can subscribe to the show on any of the podcatchers that you use to listen to podcasts, or you can listen right on the website. The upside of all of these things is you can listen at your leisure and you can share them with your friends if you didn't get a chance to catch it here on DPR. Thanks so much for listening to the show and thanks for supporting Delmarva Public Radio. Now, here's the show. Yeah, you never want to explain a poem and to have somebody get up and read six or seven poems and not say anything is a little deadly. I, I try to pick one, like I commented today, this was from an exercise. So I try to find the most interesting comment that I can make about the poem and then do that. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tony Russo and you're listening to So What's Your Story, a show about writing and writers. And this week we're speaking with poets Gail Comerat and Wendy Ingersoll. I spoke with them after their reading at the Western Maryland Indie Lit Festival held in Frostburg and sponsored by Frostburg University, which accounts for some of the background noise. Stephanie Fowler, my co-host, was unable to make the trip, so my guests had to introduce themselves, and here they are. Hi, I'm Gail braun Kamarat, and I write poetry and fiction, and I teach writing classes on poetry and grief writing. Hi, I'm Wendy Elizabeth Ingersoll, and I am a retired piano teacher who started writing later in life and found that um, I like writing poems even better than I like playing the piano. <laughs> Fantastic. And um, we're here at the Indie Lit Festival in uh, Frostburg at Frostburg State, or at least sponsored by Frostburg State University. We happen to be in the uh, Gunter Hotel. And I, I, I don't know if you ladies have ever stayed here before, um, but uh, there's, a, there's a museum in the basement, which is the best part of, which is the, best part of the hotel. I, I always take pictures and I say, if, if you're not staying in a hotel with a murder basement, you're not staying at the right places. And a jail. <laughs> um, and so... Let's 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 get started with what your general writing life is like. So, uh, how did how did you come how did you come to writing and how did you come to take it more seriously as you went on? I, I really can't remember a time that I didn't write. I started writing when I was in first grade, mm -hmm. and I as a teacher I wrote plays for children. Um, and when I stopped teaching, I was a casa who was. Uh, special advocate for children so I wrote reports for judges mm -hmm. so I've always been writing in some way but at some point I just decided I would like to write a novel and I stopped teaching and wrote a novel in a year and then realized that was not my forte <laughs> and switched to poetry. And how about you? I didn't start I never even took a, a, a poetry course in college or anything um, and it wasn't until, I think I must have been around 50 years old, and one evening I had a glass of wine, and then I was writing something about my daughter. And the next day I looked at it, and I thought it was pretty darn poetic. <laughs> so um, then I just started fooling around like that, and um, just became more, it was, it was just a lot of fun and very fulfilling. And Going from fun and fulfilling to, I think I'd like to try and get some of this stuff published, and I think I want to get better at it. Though that's a that's a that's a journey in in and of itself. Can you can you talk a little bit about how you decided to undertake that journey? How it's like, all right. So as you were saying, you you, you moved from 
uh, novel novel writing to, to to poetry and what was that transition like and, and what was what was kind of your inspiration for for doing that um, well I was in a group at the Rehoboth Art League coastal writers and most of the writers there were poets and I really liked what they were doing I liked the conciseness and the language that they used and I thought well I can try it so I wrote a few and I won a prize with one and I thought oh damn this is easy <laughs> and realized it took a lot of work and so I started working um, with Linda Blasky who had a lot of workshops she brought in famous poets Jerry LaFemina being one of them yeah. and I just started taking workshops and they took me seriously so I started taking myself seriously and how about you what was what was that transition from hey this looks pretty good to hey I should start to do this for real I think it was because I got involved with a um, I hate to use the word critique a critique group mm -hmm. Um, gentle critique group. Um, this was up in Massachusetts and the woman who was leading it was an, an older woman um, and she was so um, welcoming to newcomers and of their efforts that um, it, was, it was a happy experience and just and hearing the other writers who were more accomplished than I um, it just uh, pulled that whole thing pulled me in. And it's interesting the way you kind of couched your discussion of the critique group because I'm not what anyone would ever consider a critique group fan because I I find that too often when you're in a critique group the idea is well if this was my work this is how it would look <laughs> and and so so a lot of times you don't you don't get out of it what you're hoping to put into it and so to know that to know that there's a more welcoming way to go about that is, is yes is encouraging yeah and um i remember once um another member of our group uh, linda blasky and she'd asked for some feedback and so i I basically told her how it would be, the poem would be, if it were my poem. And, and she just looked me right in the eye and said, but then it would be a Wendy poem. <laughs> and point taken. Yeah. That, was a, that was a good lesson for me to learn. And, and, and do you have any experiences like that? I'd like to share a quick story. A friend of mine uh, sent me something to look at. So since I don't belong to critique groups, I have two or three people that I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? Hey, what? And he sent me this 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 work of his, and it was fine. And I said, oh, I would like to, I would, I would like it if this happened. Like, I don't understand. It was just a minor thing. It was just the way that it starts makes it look like this. Is that what you're going for? It was as simple as that, and it transformed his work. And I didn't, I didn't know that it was because of what I said. But when I finally when I finally read it, I'm like, wow, that is really, really good. He's like, well, that's what you said to do. And I'm like, no, that, that's not what I said to do. I said I didn't understand this one little part. I didn't, I didn't say take it from good to great. Well, maybe you'd like to look at some of my stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was dumb luck. It was absolutely dumb luck. Um, but do you have experiences like that? Is that something that, that – are you part of a critique group or are you more of a sharing I, among friends group? Or I'm part of a critique group, the Rehoboth um, – Art League, oh, right. that's, that's a critique group. But then Wendy, uh, Jane Miller, Linda Blasky and I, we meet twice a year at Wendy's Farm and that's what we do. We write poetry all day and then at nighttime we critique, gently critique each other's work. We mm -hmm. don't try to make it our work, right? but 
and so how long have you guys been doing that? I would say about, we, we've tried to figure out the exact date, but it's approximately 10 years. And we meet twice a year, as, as um, Gail said. But we, we also are in a lot of contact in between those meetings. I mean, we're sending each other, we're emailing each other stuff. But those meetings, uh, it's a long weekend, and each time we really, we're not only writing a lot and sharing our work with each other and offering feedback, but we're doing, we're, we're also reading um, well-known poems to each yes. other. We're doing uh, exercises. We go for walks. We do a lot of eating and we do a lot of talking. Um, so what we've really discovered is that those weekends, um, they're, they're a combination of the solitude, because we each go off in our little corner and write. It's a combination of that solitude, which you need, plus the socializing uh, of, of a group of people whom you just enjoy being with. So we're sort of having both worlds. Mm. Plus, we've also built trust over the years. We've built trust in each other's, whatever they recommend, we right. trust. Yeah. This is WSDL, and you are listening to So What's Your Story? And this week, our guests are poets Gail Kamarat and Wendy Ingersoll. Remember that you can find this show and all of our shows at SoWhatsYourStoryPodcast.com. You can also reach out to us there if you have anybody that you would like to see on the show or if you'd like to be on the show yourself. You also can listen to and share previous episodes. And we'll, we'll get to talking about the book that came out of, out of, these, out of these meetings in, in just a moment. I'm interested in this, like, this first, the first time has to be, I guess, the hardest. And the most recent time has to be, like, how do you keep, how do you keep it fresh? Like, oh, I know what you do, and this is, this is what you do, and you're doing it well or poorly. Like, so can you, talk, can, can you each talk about how that... So, kind of how it came together and then how you keep it fresh every every trip we're always learning and when I first when we all first met they were telling me to go deeper and I wasn't sure I trusted myself or them yet and I did build that trust and now we're all experimenting all the time somebody will say I saw this poem um, self-portrait let's try a self-portrait poem so it's always fresh because somebody always comes with a new idea yeah me too. Building that trust in my own work, um, this group has been um, instrumental for me in yeah. trusting my own, listening to my own voice and, and deciding myself, within myself, whether that works and whether, that, whether it really works. I, I had the pleasure of hearing mm. you ladies read earlier today. Thank you. Um, the thing that captured my imagination more than anything else was this notion of someone reading a poem and the other people writing poems while the poem's being read. Is that, is, did I understand that yes, correctly? Yes, that's that, how we did that's that. That's fascinating. Yeah. Can you tell me about that? Um, yeah, we learned it from Piotr Florek, who is a, po a poet, and he does a lot of poetry, um, Polish translations. And we were at a workshop with him, and he says, I'm going to give you the first line. I want you to write from this line. He says, and as you're writing, I'm going to start reading a poem by uh, Joseph Millar. And whatever words come float to the surface, grab them and put them in your poem. 
and it's your subconscious just picks up words that fit the poem that you've already started writing and it takes it to a place you can't even imagine that's fantastic yeah. and i i can't imagine not being i'm, I'm easily distracted as it is um <laughs> my, i was i was trying to research before and my my wife was listening to music very quietly and i still had a i had to put in my headphones and put on some like non yeah. non-disturbing music because i'm i I feel like it would be difficult for me because I feel like I would want to hear how the poem is going. And so, mm. did you find that? How do you how do you separate what you're hearing from what you're writing? Like, how do you let your subconscious kind of take over like that? Well, yeah, the subconscious. Um, the subconscious is where we get our best material. <laughs> so you really have to yield control to to that, and or just. Just grab something. It, it's really just being able to to let go and let let loose and go with it, and that's where the trust comes in as well because we trust each other to actually read our possibly horrendous yes. first drafts to each other, and um, usually the the rest of the the group group to whom you're reading will say, "Oh, I loved this," or "That didn't work so well." So that's that's valuable. Yeah. And did you find the same thing? You just, it's, it's easier for you to just have it come through that way? It's, it takes practice. We do a couple of these, and then the first ones might bomb. Uh-huh. But the more you do it, the more you let go and, and just let the words come into your mind. One of the things that we've discussed on the show a couple of times is this, like, trying to fail, I guess, is, is, is maybe a good way to put it. Like, not, not letting the editor get between the idea and the words until after you've got a bunch of them down. Like even, my work is almost exclusively nonfiction, but still like I'm going for an idea and if I stop to research something, I may as well have not sat down and write in the first place because then I'm spending the rest of the day on Wikipedia or whatever. And, uh, and so finding that way of, of, of driving through and being able to say, okay, this I know is bad. Can you tell me why? <laughs> I, I teach a, a poetry free write every Monday, and I tell everybody, feel free to write the worst chunk in the world. You might walk out of here with one line. And one of the rules I read is you might want to take your poem to church, but your poem might want to go to the dog, tr- dog track and <laughs> let it go to the dog track. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And so you you've recently have collaborated on a, on a book. I, I don't know. Is it is it new newly out or you're just here promoting it? I don't. I didn't. Came out in part. May. It's, it's yeah. It came out yeah. this past spring. Yeah. So yeah. talk about your decision to to do that publishing and what was the publishing <laughs> process like and all of those things. How did you vet the books? I mean, God, the poems. Are well, we'd sort of joked about the idea of doing something together, um, and then we decided to really to really try it because we'd written there'd been so many poems that um, that had come out of these weekends. So then it was just going through the steps. We each had to select what we wanted and it was really pretty funny how similar some of the, like we, we all wrote doc poems yeah. <laughs> um, and we all wrote fox poems or you know deer poems, whatever. The pressing poems. <laughs> yes, there. Yeah, that. The, the reading. The reading was a little. That brutal. was a theme. That was a common theme. We fa- went through the book, but um, 
I don't know, you take it from there. Uh, a, a lot of nature poems, and we all said, well, let's just put eight poems together that we think will hold. And so we did our eight poems. Uh, Wendy wrote a preface about how the, the weekends came to be. I put them all together, did a table of contents, sent them to Linda, and Linda just started sending out query letters. And when Patrick Pepper from Pond Road Press read our sample poems, he said, I'll take you on, but I want four more poems from each poet. Oh, that's which really was so wonderful. And it made, it really shows our balance. It shows all sides of us, and we were just thrilled. I, I can imagine. Um, what I'm not clear on is, did you select your own poems, or were your poems selected by your co-authors? We each selected our own. We wanted eight that held yeah, but we bounced them. together. We bounced them off each other, like, yeah. should I do this or that? Which yeah. And we someone would do. say, what about that one? That would go here. And yeah. And I guess, especially since you've been doing these weekends, it's like, oh, I remember you did that one thing with the fox yes. or whatever. Yes. And I, and I really liked that. So I'd like to see that. And yeah. so you got, you got uh, from yeah. other, you got your examples, I guess, from, yes. from, from each other that way. And so how's it been so far? When you, is this the first time you guys have all read together? Is it a regular thing you've done? Because it, it, was, it was a pleasure to see, and it was uh, blessedly short we we talked about it before it wasn't it was you you were very respectful of the audience's time and attention which as a person who would never be classified as a poetry fan was perfect because i think a lot of people um we had shara mccallum was oh. on the show last year when she was here to judge the dogfish head thing and i was saying to her i said I, I would love to go to more poetry readings but i can't because they're just too brutal for me. And she, and she said, you know, keeping it short is, and you were all very respectful of your audience and, and of their time. So I guess this has been going over well, I guess, is question number one. Yeah. And was that part of the plan is question number two. Oh, yeah. We, we, um, we figured out we had 50 minutes. Divide that by, oh, and then a minute for introduction. <laughs> and then, a, you know, a minute for this or that. And what was left, divide that by four. That's how many <laughs> minutes you've got, including any remarks you might make about each poem. And then even from that, I ended up eliminating two poems because I didn't want to have to rush. And I thought, leave them laughing or quality, right. not quantity. So yeah, that's been very much, we're, we're good at reminding each other of Keep it, it tight. Easily the best ring I've been to in, in a <laughs> very you. long time. Why, thank you. <laughs> um, and I, I wonder about this because I, I don't go to a ton of them. Um, and I've, I was wondering about this while you guys were talking and continued to. This idea of the balance between introducing a poem and then just letting me do what I want with it. That must be hard because you don't get that in the book. In the book, it's like, deal with it. But it, but in live, it's like, well, I was thinking about this, or I was thinking about that, and look out for these two things in the poem. So, how do you when you're when you're preparing your remarks about your own poetry? How do you how do you navigate that balance between letting the reader do what the reader wants, or the listener do what the listener wants, yeah. and communicating what you want communicated extemporaneously? Yeah, you never want to explain a poem, and to have somebody get up and read six or seven poems and not say anything is a little deadly. Right. So <laughs> I, I, I try to pick one, like I commented today, this was from an exercise. So I try to find the most interesting comment that I can make about the poem and then do that. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Gail. You don't, if you have to explain a poem, 
then that poem is maybe not working so well. Yeah. Um, but I think it is helpful sometimes to give a little background, like when I said, oh, I didn't write this particular poem at our gathering. I wrote it in the car <laughs> right. when I drove past XYZ. Um, I just think that makes it a little bit more fun for the listeners to picture the whole thing. Yeah. And I agree 100% that, it, that it, again, the way you ladies carry it off is it, it broke it up in just the right way. Like, here's, here's some context, but not dictation on what the poem's about. Yeah. And also, I finished one poem and I'm starting another one. This isn't, this isn't one 15-minute poem <laughs> that I'm reading and mm. uh, just turning pages in the middle. Um, I noticed that you all selected from beyond the book for your reading today. Do you do that often and is that part of the, the yeah. attraction, I guess? Yeah, we, um, well, if you read the whole book to the, the group, then why do they need to buy it? <laughs> but also, um, I think it just gives them a little um, broader picture of, of what each person has to offer. Yeah. This is yeah. the kind of this is the kind of poetry that you're going to find if you read my book. Yeah, yes. like it's less boring for us too. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I have to say Jane Miller was great at arranging. This is like our seventh event. Jane has set it up. We've been in Nanayunk. We've been here in Frostburg. We've been in Delaware and several places. So it's been Chestertown. Great. Yeah. Chestertown. And you were worried about the turnout, which I didn't think was, I thought, I thought the turnout was quite respectable for such a... For yeah, I was very, very relieved. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just just be, just just for context, like three minutes before you were supposed to start, there was literally no one in the room. No. Yeah. And it was, it, it was a little harrowing. And then I went out and I'm like, well, I'll go in. So at least they have someone to read to it. And I got back and the we room was We appreciated that, so by that the was, way. That was, that was very nice. Yeah. Uh, very nice to see. So what's next? Is this something that you guys feel like you're going to do? Is this something that is done and now something new, or is it something that you feel like you might try repeating? We'll see, but what's immediately <laughs> next? Well, we have, a, we have a few more readings, but we actually, three weeks from now, have our next Muse weekend scheduled. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so, um, and I personally would like us to just do some writing, mm -hmm. real writing, and, and you know, get back to, to that a central fact rather than yeah. discussing what we're going to do with this or that reading. And Linda has a new book out mm -hmm. and Jane has a manuscript and I have another manuscript so we're trying to fill those books, get them out there too. This is WSDL and you are listening to So What's Your Story? And this week our guests are poets Gail Kamarat and Wendy Ingersoll. Remember that you can find this show and all of our shows at SoWhatsYourStoryPodcast.com. You can also reach out to us there if you have anybody that you would like to see on the show or if you'd like to be on the show yourself. It's also worth noting that the guests in this episode are members of the Rehoboth Beach Writers Guild, which you can find at RehobothBeachWritersGuild.com. So if you're a person who's been writing a little bit and wants to write more or if you're a person who's been writing a lot and wants to get more feedback the Rehoboth Beach Writers Guild is a great place to find others that are interested in writing and who are happy to help you there are paid classes but there are also free meetings and there are events that are just supportive and you'll also just meet people who like to write and if you like to write sometimes that's a good way to be now back to so what's your story and that's that's always the difficulty like 
hitting. We uh, I just spoke with um, Rion Scott was one of our guests at, on a recent episode, and um, he had just he just had a big book published. His, it was his second book, and Esquire was like, you know, this is the next new hot writer. And then he got his uh, he had just he had just been informed that his first short story was going to appear in the New Yorker, oh, and he wow. was just and I'm like, so what do you do? He's like, well, I got to get back to writing. Like you can't. You can't take too much, no matter how well you do, you can't take too much time to celebrate because, yeah. you know, celebrating isn't, isn't what you do. Writing yeah. is, writing is yeah. what you do. Yeah, because, I mean, and you don't ideas. do this unless, you're, unless you love it. Yeah, really. and the ideas are always coming. Right. Hopefully they'll keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> and so how do you, I, I don't think I re-asked a question in a way that was satisfying to me. Keeping it fresh, like how are you going to keep it fresh this time when you get together, like, do you, do you, what kind of shaking up do you do, or is it just the enthusiasm that you bring to it in the first place? Well, there are ideas surround you if you just open your eyes. Like, as I said, when I was driving down the road and I saw these guys cleaning up litter beside the road. Right. But um, I think that's where the, we, we bring triggers, we bring exercises, we and stuff comes out of that. But yeah, we've all been there where we're sitting there staring at a blank page. And yeah, I just came back from Poets on the Coast out on the <coughs> West Coast, and I had some great exercises there from the authors Susan Rich and Kelly Russell Agadon. They had these fabulous exercises, and I can't wait to share them with them because it wasn't the kind of exercise where you just couldn't think of anything. Mm-hmm. They took you right into the poem, and I think we'll do that. Yeah. So do you think that this makes your writing more efficient at these... Uh... I mean, as efficient as poetry writing can be at, at, these, at these... At the weekends? Weekends, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because at home we're interrupted by things, and here we're just surrounded oh, yeah. by nature and each other, and somebody says, I just read this book, this poem, and they'll sit and read it to us, and we'll all say, I love the idea. It had mud in it. Let's all write a poem about mud. Right. And so and, it's always fresh. And then you're just right off to the races. Yeah. Yeah, the, the very first weekend, we came with, like, materials to cook yes and now (laughs) we basically snack i mean we do not want to spend a moment cooking at these weekends or doing anything else that might be uh, fit in that category there are days and i shouldn't say this where i don't get a shower till three (laughs) o'clock because i'm busy yeah my my whole life is like that My, my wife will come home and i'll be like oh Welcome home. I, I guess I should stand up now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and so the next thing that I have is, uh, you're, are you both members of the Rehoboth Writers Guild? Or, cause uh, three of us You guys have like are. a north and south thing going in your... In your yeah, and I'm, I'm in the north, but um, I became aware of the group and I went to um, a couple of the festivals or yeah. conventions, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Can you, can you talk about the, the, why you like doing that or how you like doing that? That's how I met Gail. Mm-hmm. She was registering people or whatever yes, for, the, yeah. for the weekend, and um, she was so friendly and nice that I, I remembered <laughs> meeting her. Lots of times I don't remember who I've met. <laughs> and, and how did you get involved with the Rehoboth Writers Group? 
Um, I was working in a bookstore with Mary Beth Fisher, who had just published her first novel, and I said, oh, I just wrote a novel last year. And we started talking about writing, and we've never stopped. That's been 15 years ago. We we're still talking <laughs> about writing. And she had this idea to put on a conference in honor of her two nephews who had mitochondrial disease. And she was fearless. She wrote letters to everyone, people she didn't know, famous writers. And she said, I'm doing this. I can't pay you to come, but I'd like you to come. And huge names came to this conference and people just networked and met people and it was just amazing. The energy mm. was fabulous. <clears throat> yep. Fantastic. All right. Well, I am out of questions and time. <laughs> so thank you both for joining me. And I'm um, sorry, let's talk about real quick. What, what's the name of the book and where can people get it? Walking the Sunken Boards. And um, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. And or you can, if you know any of the four of us <laughs> you can Stop contact us, us yes yes and I, and I guess so this is on uh, this is a Delmarva podcast so it, it would be the browse about and all of those places it's, it's at browse about yes and it's at the book plate in Chestertown and that's right yeah in Chestertown Beach, I was trying to think of the other yes. ones yes very cool well thank you so much thank you thank very you. much so what's your story it was produced by Saltwater Media an indie book publisher in Berlin Maryland visit us at so what's your story podcast.com where you can find past episodes, guest bios, show notes, and all sorts of fun stuff. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Radio Public, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, take a second and give us a great review. Tell your story.